Hello and welcome to Vice of Issues, the Foul Mouse Portfolio Comic Book Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book history. It's us, two comic fans and two non-comic fans talking about all that stuff. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And it's the most wonderful time of the year, guys. Yeah. Edgelord August. <laughs> Edgelord August. I do love this month. <sighs> Careful, kid. You'll c- c- cut yourself <laughs> on this edge. <laughs> You cuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of cucks, are you going to master cuck himself? King cuck. <laughs> King cuck. King K. Uck. Yeah. We're talking about Mark Millar. Yeah, Mark Millar, King Cuck. We're going to talk about uh, one of the books that Ryan recommended because he read it and he hated it. So tell us about this book, Ryan. So, okay. Everyone who's listening is probably familiar with the film Kingsman, The Secret Service. Came out a couple years ago. It was like a huge smash hit. And I saw it, and I liked it so much that as soon as it ended, while the credits were on, I went on Amazon and bought this book. Wow. It must be good, because Mark Millar is our show favorite uh, creator. <laughs> yeah. like, was this before you knew Mark Millar, really? It's when I was still more on the fence, where, like, because we were already doing the show, I think. Because I saw this, like, I didn't see it in theaters or anything. I saw it, like, you know, like, on HBO or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I like. I still. I think it was early enough in the show where I s- didn't realize that the Mark Millar books that I had really enjoyed still had all of his like Mark Millar is, <laughs> you know, like. So I didn't realize that every book had cucking yet, and I was still like, Red Sun is great. And then when Daryl read Red Sun, I still like it, but I was like, oh, it's still like Lex Luthor is still just a Mark Millar character. Yeah. And I hadn't realized how repetitive he can be, and then. I actually, I read this... No, I know what it was. It was right after we did the Wanted episode. Or right before. It was right around then. Because I remember reading this and being like, this is the exact same thing as Wanted. Like, in almost every way. Just maybe it's a little less edgy. But it's still kind of the same book. Did you feel like that on reread? I actually was more favorable about it this time than before. Yes, because I I read this book and I was like, I think this is the one Mark Millar book I can say like I kind of like. Me too. I, I kind of like, like the book too. I was like, wow, this is actually, I, I don't know if I said, I would say I like it, but like, I hate everything Mark Millar has created. So yeah, like, relatively, I really liked it. Yeah. So it's like top five Mark Millar books with multiple asterisks. After that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, top, top, not top five. It's like, it is like much, it is much better than the rest of the stuff we've read by him. This is like edgeception. We've gotten so edgy with Mark Millar. We're like, actually, I like him now. <laughs> actually, he is a good writer. <sighs> On the reread. <laughs> This was better, but there still was a lot of things that I was like, why? Oh, yeah. Why is this here? It's like a lot of like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why Mark Millar hates women so fucking much. (laughs) Tell me you got cucked and he has not let it go. (laughs) But anyway, do you want to give an elevator pitch for what this plot is? Basically, if you watch Watch It, it's it's basically the same setup as that, but... Uh, and also, you saw the movie, obviously, you know what it is, but basically, this very cockney, lowbrow, uh, punk kid gets the outfit to become basically James Bond. And, like, he's, like, uh, acting cockney and shit and saying fucking shit and fucking wankers. Go piss off a rope, you, you solid wankers. <laughs> while, while dressed up as James Bond, basically. Yeah, yeah and it's, like, his, his fancy uncle. Like, this is, like, they're super spies and they're basically, like, really high class. Like, it's only people who have... I don't know what are the qualifications. It's like the ex-military and like graduate top of their class people. So the yeah. fact that his 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 uncle wants this kid. I feel like you can simplify it further. It's James Bond. If James Bond had a tutor, Eminem. 
which is like Mark Millar's favorite. Like, yeah, concept. pretty much. <laughs> he did look like him, but yeah, I wouldn't say that's fair because he, he is very key, key that he's Cockney. Yes, actually, that yeah. is a good point. Which is again why this is like a better book than Wanted, where it's just like the world is shit and everyone's shit. And I'm gonna kill everyone. Now, yeah. one thing I want to point out is it's written by Mark Millar with art by Dave Gibbons of Watchmen fame, oh. <laughs> and and it is co-plotted by Matthew Vaughn, who directed the movie. Oh, uh, interesting. And okay. one of the reasons why I think that's important is the dialogue is very Mark Millar, but the plot is a lot more reined in than usual. Mm-hmm. The plot yeah. is also very engaging, unlike most Mark Millar stories. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it has a very good flow to it. Uh, I read it in one setting, which I don't do for a lot of the Vice Issues books, and I felt compelled to read the next issue. I felt the twists and stuff came very naturally, and it mm-hmm. kept me wanting to read. And I that's why I think that it's more like because it's basically the same premise of Wanted, except our main character doesn't like literally rape a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Not just that he doesn't rape people. He feels bad about killing people. Yeah. And he also he's, he's a human being. He's actually a human yes. being. Like he actually yeah, like, has motivation like, and stuff. They show you from very early on, like he crashes his car unless the cops catch him to not run over a dog. And then he feels actually very bad about the first people he has to kill. Unlike every other Mark Millar character who's like, I have no feelings. Like I am just... I am edge personified and I don't care. He is like slice at a human being. And I did, I, I wanted to read more. <laughs> and I think that v- Vaughn is a perfect mix with Millar because he is really good at taking Millar ideas and translating them to more accessible ways. Cause not only did he make the movie, but he also uh, made kick-ass the movie, which mm-hmm. I thought did the same kind of thing where it took a Millar book that I find kind of reprehensible and made it like very engaging and fun. Also, uh, Vaughn has a lot in common with Millar. He's like the very he's edgelordish. Like, he, like if you watch the movie, like there's lots of scenes there just to shock and awe, like the church scene. But general and like there's very high violence, like Kickass and Kingsman, very high violence. But he's just a better writer. Like it's a difference between uh, Millar and other actually good writers. Like Vaughn can do that style, but do it right. Yeah, you can yeah. say there's almost that there's like a a tasteful twist you can do to Edge to make it more palatable. Even if it is like there to shock you, it's like it shocks you, but it, it like can provoke you to think more. Whereas Millar is the type of guy that he has Nemesis crash a plane into a mother and a child, and it shows their faces before they die, and you're like, why though? Like, yeah. yeah. And I think Vaughn also has a good knack for heroics too, because he did also uh, helm X Men First Class and wrote and produced Days of Future Past, mm. which are like definitely two of my favorite X Men movies. I think he just has a better view on, like, how to make likable characters than Mark Millar does. No, he has a better view on humanity, you mean. Yes, yes. He's just a better writer. Like, we talk about Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis is more edgelord than Vaughn, but mm-hmm. he can actually write while Millar can't. Like, it's like, Millar is not even good at his own job of being edgelord. Like, he can write human beings, so, like, even the shock gets worn off because it's... That, that's, that's, I think, something that's so key and hard to put your finger on un- until we talk about this, is... A lot of Mark Millar books, the universe becomes so unrealistic to me so Ugh. quickly, not because of the explosions and superheroes. It's just the way humans act towards each other. I'm like, this is not, these aren't humans. Like, these are not human beings. Not every person is just like, I would just rape anyone it's, I could and I don't care. He has like such a, or the worlds that he crafts when he's untethered are so nihilistic that it just makes you hate reading it. Because it's like the main character it wants to be evil but since everyone else is evil it's like there's it doesn't matter there's no morality yeah. to it like no one's worthy of pu- everyone's worthy of the same punishment i mean which is death yes in though yeah in those books in every mark Millar thing we've read if humanity did actually operate like this it would never have progressed to this level 
of civilization. Like, <laughs> yeah. it would have all they would have all just killed each other immediately. Like, this is not it it, it. it like it doesn't work. And in this, I, I'm like, this is a. I could imagine these characters existing in real England. And the the big thing for me, and I always say this when 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 Daryl asks, why do I like Greg Garner and not like Mark Millar characters? Mm-hmm. Mark Millar books are very mean spirited. Uh, yeah. Yes. Like yep. uh, Wanted literally ends with him saying, "I'm gonna, f- I'm fucking you in the ass right now." You're <laughs> the reader. He like, says that to the reader. I'm yes. gonna fuck you in the ass. And funny talks about how the reader is a sick fuck for reading this shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it's all about like, oh, I, I'm I'm writing fucked up shit. Fuck you, reader. And you're reading it, so you must be fucked up too. <laughs> Everyone's fucked up. Fuck the world. And I'm like, this is like, if you read like like, there's a way to have fun with these ideas. Like Vaughn can do that, but Mark Millar fundamentally usually can't. Like even here, it's not really fun. It's like uh, tolerable. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the best you can you can do. Like, tolerable. Yeah, I, I will say I, I'm like praise. I was praising this book. It, I really do want to be very clear here that reading this book made me like the movie less, and I really liked the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like I, I was looking back, and I'm like, maybe I maybe I was wrong to like that movie because <laughs> this this like really just like tainted my memories of it. So it, it's still not something I'd be like highly recommend Kingsman. Uh, it's just like it's for, for Mark Millar. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not gonna be comparing this to the movie the whole time, but I do want to have one comparison that I think is neat when we start at the very beginning. So are we ready to get into this? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So okay, it starts with a cabin in Switzerland where a bunch of like I guess terrorists have take have kidnapped Mark Hamill. Yeah, literally, but not in the movie. The movie, he's a character played by Mark Hamill. It's literally Mark Hamill. And character. that's, like, I like that a lot, that they made yeah. him, like, a professor who has to do with the plot of the movie, and they just had Mark Hamill play him, which is kind of like, I think that's a clever nod. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they did like the book. I think this is the one aspect of the book I kind of like, and the captain was the captain of the movie. <laughs> like, uh, spoilers, uh, basically, all these nerd, like, icons are all being wrangled up, and everyone's being like, abducted. Oh, being abducted, yes. So they're all being abducted. Everyone's like, "Who's kidnapping all these fucking nerd icons?" And one, the first nerd icon is Mark Mark Hamill. Which, like this, this makes a because I went into this with the lowest of all possible expectations, and as soon as Mark Hamill's on the first page, I was like, "Of course, of course, Mark Millard started with like a celebrity," and it just starts by them talking about like, "Hey, did you think like the the prequels pissed on my childhood?" And I'm like, "This makes yeah. sense," but it actually it ties into the plot, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like yeah. I need to give this book more credit because it's not just <laughs> yeah. like. Where it was wanted, where they're just, or like ultimates, where they're just talking about celebrities all the time. I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. This is foreshadowing. If this was on Funnies or Wanted, they would just be raping Mark Hamill. (laughs) I think this is the first example of of Mark Millar having subtle foreshadowing in anything ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which I'm not gonna attribute to him. I think that's Vaughn. <laughs> Probably yeah. Vaughn. Yes, I'm gonna give it to Vaughn. Like maybe Millar's like, I want to use Mark Hamill, and Vaughn's like, All right, let me come up with a plot. Yeah, <laughs> like so. As as Daryl said, these these kidnappers are like, don't the prequels? Don't you hate him? And Mark Hamill's like, I don't know. Like Return of the Jedi came out like 30 years ago. Like you should probably get over it. And he, and then they're like, No, you, that's like the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, What are you like? Is there a ransom? Like what's the point? And then at this point. They all they all get shot in the head at the same time. All the kidnappers. Yeah, all the kidnappers. And it's a super spy who's here just to kill everybody in very like brutal ways. And yeah. he But then but I should say, like it's not when we say brutal, like they, they cut off camera from one guy getting shot in the head. Like yes. it's not, it's, it's much doesn't mark most Mark Millar books. Most, it's most still pretty books. violent, but like it, it is very worth noting that it is very toned down compared a, to like the like a PG thirteen permissible violence. Like you're like yeah. okay, you're you're. I don't know. They they get no. They get decapitated right right. Yeah, because then he steals a a snowmobile, 
And he's trying to save Mark Hamill, and he's like, just make sure you duck. And then he had set up wires, so when the other when the terrorists ski passed, they they all get decapitated. Yeah, it is gory. We should say it's PG-13. It is gory, but it's not... It's like I, I feel like one of the big things is when there's no viscera, no internal organs yeah. or yes. bones or muscle. It's That's where blood. I'm like, yeah, it's just blood. So you're like, this is gross because these guys are losing their heads here. But it's like, yeah. it's blood, so you're like, oh, okay. And they're not like pregnant women. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, goddamn cross. It's, the thing, it's just blood, and also they're all one, one, one it's also one one panel each time. It's not, like, yeah, they, they show it's people not a whole page. Yeah. yeah. So then <laughs> he drives a snowmobile off a ledge, and he's like, don't worry, I've done this a million times. The parachute can hold both of us. And then the parachute just doesn't open, and they just die. <laughs> but, but my favorite, favorite thing is it opens after they crash and die, and then yeah. the people on the, on, the, on the hill that they're chasing after them, they're like, don't laugh. It's their fucking laugh. I think that's actually a really funny moment. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just Wiley Coyote. <laughs> I know, but it's like funny that they acknowledge that it's funny, but they're trying to make a serious scene. Like, just, yeah. we're fucking mercenaries. You have to keep this serious. Like, I know it's funny. This pressure that happened after he died. We have to keep this serious because the fucking man of honor just died. Mark Hamill. No, no, no. <laughs> this is, they have to be serious because what happens is he reveals that the big button boss guy that these guys are working for is going to be mad. Arnold. Yep, because they, they lost Mark Hamill. Yes. Yeah. So then it cuts to Cucking. an apartment in <laughs> South London, and of course it's a conversation about cuckoldry. Yeah. Because a... The, we meet these two characters. It's the the mom and the stepdad of our main our main protagonist and he's just like you you try to fuck my brother and she's like no i'm just like not an asshole and he's like stop trying to fuck my brother you're saying hello to him yeah and she's like fine i'll sit on the other side of the room i guess and this is when we meet eggsy our main protagonist who comes in and he's just like is everything okay and she's like yeah everything's fine i thought you were going out and he's like can i have money to see battleship not a real hype movie to go see with your friends. i don't remember that movie when, in like two years, months from now yeah and by the way since it's mark millard they, like if you watch the movie you know they make this character an asshole the stepdad but here they make him like want to give uh fucking drugs. Uh, they, make him, they make the kid roll a doobie, the younger brother. Yeah, they make a child roll a, yeah. a doobie. Yeah, and the kid's like doobie, and they're all like laughing. Yeah, and and, and like this is why I mean by the main character not being like the one to make character because he's like this is fucked up that you're doing this and he wants to leave. Like even the mom is like, come on, they're just having a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to the next scene of like him driving because the the main character Gary he decides to get up and leave. And he goes out driving with his friends, and they're all, like, drinking, and they're all also smoking joints, and they actually, they they stole this car. And this is where, again, like, I was giving it too little credit, where I was like, this is this is another Mark Millar nihilism world, where it cuts away from people dying to show, like, an asshole dad and mom, and then the main character himself is stealing cars. But it, like, like Phil says, he, he avoids the dog. When he's yeah, being the dog by the walks cops. in front of the car while they're getting chased by the police. It also ties into like it's part of the point is it ties into this like so, socioeconomic issues yep. t- theme where the main character is doing shit like this because he feels frustrated with his life. He's like, I'm I'm stuck in this shithole with uh, an abusive stepdad. Uh, we have no money. We're on welfare, and this is my life now. So when he goes and steals shit, you're like, he's not doing it just to be an asshole. He has like shit going on in his life that's it's yeah. like you can be like he shouldn't be doing that, but. There's reasons for his behavior, unlike Wanted, where they kept trying to tell us that he's a sensitive snowflake while he rapes people. Yeah, <laughs> so here's the thing. This is the plot and the subtext, but then we have Mark Miller dialogue where they flip off the cops and yell, yo, suck my fucking knob. Oh, that's not the <laughs> yeah. worst of it. I, guess I know. <laughs> it's the old Bill, isn't it? <laughs> I've never heard that so- term for cops. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so he swerves out of the way to avoid a dog, which we immediately learned, like, you know, he's not the worst person. That's, like, a, that's a noble thing to do. Mm-hmm. And they crash into a pole. Yeah. And he gets arrested. <laughs> not running over a Yo, dog. Yo, watch wow, me this saint. dog. <laughs> he's a saint. Because, yeah, if it was a different Mark Millar book, he might, he might like, relish in running over a dog. He would have ran over, like, then, like, up this corpse or something like that. Like, <laughs> Fuck you, cops. I'm fucking this dog. What you gonna do, battle wankers? <laughs> so then we meet these two spies in in like at a restaurant that one of them is jack london gary or eggsy's uncle eggsy's always called the movie that's why Ryan keeps okay him. i no, was no, like he calls him eggsy in the book does he? it's his nickname yeah i'm confused too i know i never saw it i i just know him as gary <laughs> did you say you like the movie or am i or am i imagining that phil i like the movie so you never saw the movie no, i never saw the movie, the movie. oh okay, never mind. I, 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 you guys have seen the voice i'm sorry that's true. That's our number one complaint on iTunes. All his fr- all his friends call him Eggsy. Even in this chase scene, guys, learn the lore. Sorry. Wait, wait, no, Ryan. Where the fuck do they call him Eggsy? I cannot find it. Okay. So, in the unless did they oh, change the, it for the trade? Because yeah, you have a new edition, probably. Shit. <laughs> so they changed it for this new edition because I have the trade that has the movie cover on it. Oh, that's Ryan's, Ryan's like... always reading the trade. I just like, know about bomb episodes. Reading all, all this fake alternate history <laughs> shit. <laughs> Revisionist history. So anyway, he gets it. So Jack gets a text from his mom, from Gary's mom, that he's in jail and he needs him to come bail out Gary. So anyway, he goes and he gives the speech, and this is one of my big problems with the book, is his speech is very, like, the politics were like, you're only poor because you don't apply yourself, mm-hmm. and, like, you don't do anything for yourself, and, like, you should just make something yourself, and then you just be rich like me. And he, like, talks down to the to the mom a lot, and then he flashes a card and Gary just gets out of jail. And he meets back up with his friends, who somehow are also out of jail. Gary does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we see Jack on a rooftop watching the friends, and he calls someone mysteriously, and he says, can you do me a favor? And that's the end of the first issue, where he says, like, Gary's, like, he he reminds me of me as a young lad. Maybe he should follow my path. Yeah, Jack was like Gary, that's his point. You know? Yes. Yeah, and I will say, too, like, it's, while I don't really, I understand, like, I don't agree with Jack either in the talking down and being like, you're just poor because you want to be poor. It's, this is a, an actual worthy discussion to have. Why, if you are trying to better yourself, does the main character Gary act like steal, steal cars every other day? Mm-hmm. Like, it's worth talking about, even if in the end we might say, you know, the, he wasn't afforded opportunities by society and that's a problem. It's still like not like a discussion. It's a theme, like a, uh, and that's something Mark Millar never usually does. Yeah, it's like yes, it's an actual yes. something that you can talk about in the story, unlike every other Mark Millar story, and be like, I can kind of see why these characters are talking about this. Yeah, like what, what theme is there a nemesis besides super cops stops? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's thematically there. I just find that like overall, when he makes these political kind of statements, he's always right. So it's, you know, it's just, it's one of those books that, like, I feel like he's talking down to poor people, and then he's like, just be better, and then they are better, and then, like, they go back, and they're like, oh, everyone else who's still poor here is an asshole. No, no, they, I think they do kind of, like, later, Jack, uh, he does relent and be like, I was too hard on, mm-hmm. on my sister and stuff, and, like, that's I really, true. That's true. since I have the means now, I should be helping her get out of this. Okay, my problem is that, is that, it's just that, uh, it feels like it's done through dialogue, it doesn't feel like it's part of the great plot too much, yeah, like, I, there's a turning point where he realizes I was too harsh on them, he just says, I guess I was too harsh, I just thought about it for five more seconds, and I was too harsh on it. That's, that's yeah, fair, Yeah, that's fair, yeah. I do like that theme about, like, uh, trying to, to be your best self, 
I guess, in this book. But it's also, like, it's so hard to compare it in this book because since it's Millard, it's so exaggerated where this guy's, like... <laughs> He, he says he's not like he has, like, an okay amount of money, but they're able to still, like, buy houses for other people and stuff. Like, it's, it's a lot of money, and clearly, like, Uncle Jack has the privileges that allow him to uplift himself from the society, whereas Gary's stuck like this because he literally can't leave. Mm. Like, he, he doesn't have the opportunities that Jack does. So, Jack's stuff comes off as, like, sanctimonious because he it has does. a lot of... yeah. But, I mean, we also don't know their childhood, whatever. This this book doesn't deserve this kind of analysis. Yeah, they, they don't say how Jack, because they, they mention Jack was in the same kind of situation. Yeah, he just pulled himself off by his bootstraps. But, but like, how did he, because... Did, it's also dialogue. Happens, there's, no, there's no, like, there's not part of the plot. It feels like Mark Millar wrote it, or as an afterthought. Like, yeah. it should be have a theme in there somewhere mm-hmm. in there. But the movie does a lot better where they actually have, the the reason why he gets a chance in the movie is not because he's related to Jack London, it's because Jack London is was friends with his dad and and as he said, Gary's like he t- goes to Gary saying you're such a fu- you're such a uh, fuck up, uh your dad would be disgraced disgraced by he- by you and uh, Gary says fuck you you don't you don't know the op- lack of opportunities I had you don't know our life I've lived fuck you so uh, then Jack London's like okay I'll give you a chance to see what you can make out of yourself with the opportunity so th- it's more ingrained in the plot while here it's like yeah. an afterthought yeah yeah definitely so. Issue two opens with a joint wedding on a beach. Between... This was the mo- most mean spirited part of the. Yeah, yeah, this is the Mark Millar scene. This is like the, 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 the even the movie. The scene is too much for me. The church scene. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is the mo- most Mark Millar scene out of the entire book. Yeah. So there's like dozens of people getting married at once. To like, it, why is not important. It's like some publicity stunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And our villain, Doctor Arnold, is this nerdy looking guy. Who's it's Bill like... Gates. He's based on Bill Gates. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's Bill Gates. And he's like, okay, turn on the, like, science device we have. <laughs> and all of the wedding patrons just start murdering each other. Like, like all the brides and grooms. Yeah. Like, all, yeah. It starts with the pastor going, gentlemen, you may kill the brides. And it's just, <laughs> it's a single panel of just men punching women in the face. And, like, sla- and they're, like, stabbing each other with, like, wine glasses. And then he, he he's... So one of the other villains makes a joke and he's like, please don't make jokes. They're still human beings. And he mm-hmm. like can't face it. And then he's yeah. like, that's enough. Switch it off. And then there's one bride left that's like, oh my God. And she's covered in blood and everyone's dead. And they snipe her out. And they're like, everything they went exactly as planned. And he's like, why wouldn't it? This was I was so torn on this like at this point because I like this book kept doing that to me where it's like it's so Malar and it takes like a few steps back to think about itself. So I'm like, oh, that's yes. very considerate. Where it's like, the villain doesn't want to watch it. I'm like, oh, that's curious. Because usually, like, Malar guys would have their pants zipped down by now watching this scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this yeah. guy's, like, obviously, like, squeamish and afraid of blood. So I'm like, okay, now I'm more interested in why he's doing this if he's clearly so appalled by it. Yeah. Yeah. So then it cuts to a bar that Gary is meeting with his uncle. And this is when he's laying out, like, you should come join me. I'm a spy. I'm not mm-hmm. just, you know, the computer guy. That's my cover story. And then a bunch of, like, assholes come over, and they're just like, Oi, you out with your bum boy? <laughs> yeah. You gay? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you guys gay? <laughs> That's literally why they get mad. Yeah. That's why they got mad at Old Man Logan, too. I was all, like, uh, Mark Millar knows how to write some bar dialogue. A bunch of guys come up saying, you guys gay? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because this happened to him, and he's like, this is a traumatic event. I hate to... Yeah. Well, actually, it's not just, it's it's... To, to be fair, it's actually more they're making fun of them saying they're gay and then they're like, oh, you're th- what is this posh prick doing here? He's like, yeah. this is a working class bar. You can't come yeah. in here with your bougie suits and everything. Yeah. And it's 
you know, it's just, it's hidden behind this, like, really juvenile dialogue. And then Uncle Jack is like, don't worry about it. And he just beats the shit out of everybody. And then the bartender knows him and he's like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll give you a few (laughs) minutes to leave. Everyone's fawns? (laughs) Hey! (laughs) And then he, and at this point, Gary's like, oh, you're like the real deal. I gotta think about it. I don't want to abandon my mom. And then... He goes home, and the stepdad is just a piece of shit. He's like, why would you have a job? Who would ever hire you? You're useless. Yeah. And she, like, kind of sticks up for him, but, like, not really. She kind of tries. She tries in, like, a very, like, meek way where she's just like, Darren, don't start. And then I like the idea of you doing a course, but... What? His name's Darren in your version? Because in mine, it's Dean. <laughs> oh, it's Darren in ours. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an unnecessary change. See, Gary to Exy, I understand, because Gary's such a plain name that halfway through, I forgot who was who. I'm like, yeah. uh, Gary? Like, that's such a... Like, <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. Sorry, about... <laughs> sorry, Gary's listening. Yeah, but but the mom's, like, always... She's kind of between, but she always leans on, like, supporting him. And I, I like their relationship. I think partially because it was just a Malar book and I was ready for, like, some kind of, like, just really rudeness to come out of this. But yeah. it's actually, like, a nice where she doesn't want him to move away because, like, she relies on him for support. Because, like, this stepdad is just such a piece of shit that it's, like, everyone around them needs to support each other to, to make sure that this guy doesn't ruin their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what pushes Gary to decide he's going to do it. And we also learn that Jack is the one investigating the celebrity case and the wedding case of how everyone was killed. Hmm. So Gary goes with Jack to their like training place. I just want to mention something going back to the, the theme thing, since we were talking about whether or not this is executed well. Mm-hmm. well. They do have an interesting conversation in the car when driving down where Jack says, I've given up on trying to get involved because I've she keeps dating these abusive people and I just I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And Gary says, I haven't given up yet. And Jack does turn and say good like he's like this maybe your motivation to like help your mom and your family might actually prove something like and may and this might be they don't really go into it enough could be what starts to get jack on the path of like i need to help out more yeah that's the real thing of this movie they don't go into it enough and Mm. one of the things too is he does mention like why is she always with these assholes and he's like well she lost her apartment and he's letting her live there and it's we're at least 18 months on the waiting list for like public housing mm-hmm. yeah she's financially dependent on him yeah and she's raising her son and if she goes to work he's just gonna be like they can't afford daycare and they actually do talk about the socioeconomic issues yeah that like it's it's there and, and then they go right into Malar stuff where he's like have you ever blew up a helicopter dozens of times deactivated a nuclear bomb <laughs> three it's like oh yeah, yeah of course every, every I've time. had sex and... with the Russian poets and <laughs> yeah so then Violinist. he's like giving them the tour and he says like you know the their head boss guy what's this guy's name guy with the glasses doesn't matter guy with glasses Whatever. he's like the head he's like the head of the spy guy he's he's Jack's boss and yeah. he's like, all the other students are like high ranking from military schools. And like, you better show some promise because like, you're just some asshole off the street. And he immediately recognizes every gun from modern warfare. Yeah. Do I go look at all that gun? That's gun's so cool. That gun's so cool. Oh yeah. It's, it, uh, it's, it's Medal of, it's Medal Honor, of actually. Honor, which is the most like, why pick that one? <laughs> <laughs> Medal of Honor was so big back then, I think. Yeah. No, right. When Battleship was... was big, you know? Yeah, Medal of Honor, the only thing close to now is, like, the, the reboot game, which did so bad, they had to shutter the franchise. <laughs> well, this was, like, ten years ago, guys, so... Yeah. yeah, which, that game came out ten years ago and was so bad, they shuttered no, the franchise. No, this was 2014. This book? I think so. 
That's what it says in my book, but who knows? Oh, it's twenty twelve in ours, which is way after Medal of Honor's time. So Mark Millar's just old. Well maybe he grew maybe he grew up in Medal of Honor. Yeah, as that's a kid. definitely it. Yeah. Anyway, it's not the so point. okay. So <laughs> as he's giving him tour, we also see a bunch of James Bond gadgets. Wait, also, also they. I he, have they, to they, get like, to this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it the sex thing? Yes, yeah, sex thing. So he's like, "You're gonna." He's like, "We're gonna teach you how to like seduce and pleasure women," and he's like, "Every bugger thinks they're good in bed, but we're gonna spend the next six months covering the second G spot alone." Uh-huh. And like so, it's so Mark Millar. This is supposed it's to be so a three-year. Yeah. You're gonna learn medicine, training. physics, ballistics, languages, kung fu, botany, sword fencing, boxing, seducing and, women. And most importantly, orga- uh, female orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. Mark Millar. So he overdoes it, but it is it, it is kind of a idea. Is kind of sound when you think it's supposed to be a parody of like spy movies because yeah. James Bond always bones the girls. Of course, Mark Miller, Mark Miller overdoes it by making it six months on studying the G-string. Of course, he has to overdo it. <laughs> but it makes sense they'll have some type of seduction training. Yeah, and yeah. actually, the, the action is actually so over the top that I'm like, I'm like, I'm willing to accept it just because it's like, James Bond, like you said, is over the top in general. Yeah. He's always is able to work his way out of anything. With it. He has skills in everything. So if you are training super spies, like I guess you are just teaching them all this stuff. And so then for his big, his first like major assignment and like his first training thing, they just drop him in like the cities of London and they have him just like begging for change. And I actually like a lot of the training stuff they show. I think it's really cool. So it's basically for him to learn how to survive in a hostile urban environment, how to pay attention, how to be good at persuading people. Like you have to learn how to convince them that you're there, you know, like that you're playing this character and like, you know, and I think that's really interesting. And meanwhile, Uncle Jack is hacking a big government building in Beijing, and they all pull guns on him, and he's like, just give me two more seconds. And that's the cliffhanger that ends. Issue two. The the next issue begins not with the cliffhanger, but instead it begins with some old dude with spectacles giving a lecture about how the Earth can only accommodate, like, one billion people. Like, it only has the resources to accommodate that much. And then Gaia herself will treat the Earth like a threat, and... Uh, the earth will warm up like that's basically climate change is because there's too many people to, to be fair i have heard this theory that like the earth is like a living organism and it, it balances to take care of itself like i've heard mm-hmm. that other places i feel like that's a kind of common sci-fi theme yeah yeah, yeah. it's an interesting idea uh but and this is a character mark count plays in the movie this scientist but he has a much smaller role he, here he's just a guy who gives bill gates the idea of of uh, his master plan they do explicitly say that like it's a good thing climate change isn't humanity's fault at all, and there's nothing we could do about That's it. That's the unfortunate thing that I was thinking of, where I'm like, I'm I'm cool with this idea and this theory of, like, the Earth is doing this to get rid of humans, because humans are pests. It's just, it's so hard within, like, our current political climate not to have a knee-jerk reaction to climate change is not man-made. Especially yeah. because he, he specifically keeps, keeps saying, like, recycling's not going to do shit, mm-hmm. uh, aerosol bans aren't going to do shit, like, we're re- we're already fucked. And so might as well just, you know. Yeah, where it's like, that that's a cool alternate universe thing to think of. It's like, man, what if that did nothing? What would you do? Where it's like, instead of now where we're struggling to get people to realize it does stuff. I, I also think this is a very good time. Like, uh, I, again, I think the movie does it better. But I think it's a very good theme to bring up. The theme of these wealthy elites. Like, uh, this is a very common idea in wealthy elite circles that uh, let's protect ourselves and like let most population die. Yeah. Population control, basically. Mm-hmm. That's basically master plan. And very, I think it's a uh, concept is a very interesting tie into the fact that uh, Exy is uh, working class uh, stiff. 
Oh, so you could call him Eggsy, but I can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking vicious piece of shit. It's it's because Sly's working class. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sly's calling him Eggsy ironically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it cuts back to Jack London, the uncle, and he just poots out gas out of his suit and knocks them out. So that doesn't even like really matter. There's some... He just escapes. It's not, yeah, there's some plot. things where I was wondering because they have some of the dialogue from the scientists over it telling like it's time for our masters to show their leadership as uh, Jack London's throwing like these sonic bombs to knock people down. I was wondering whether or not it would seriously tie into it. But again, like the, the scientist, because the scientist is giving this speech, seems to have nothing to do with this comic whatsoever. And then he ends up getting captured later. So it's like, okay, he's, he's part of this. Well, he gets approached by the villains, like main henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is Gazelle. just a pretty regular guy, but he has uh, prosthetic legs. That's like his noteworthy, mm-hmm. I guess, like design. He's like Bond villain gimmick, like uh, uh, Jobs hat and whatever. Uh, in, in the teeth. movie, this is played by a woman who those prosthetic legs are also swords. Yeah, that, the movie does it better because uh, the, the gimmick, it's like Jaws. It's like over the top gimmick being used as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, called uh, Gazelle, which I'll bring up um, that the main villain has named him that. And he actually brings up multiple times. It's like, don't call me Gazelle. Like, that's really insensitive for you to say. That, that's, that's fucking funny. Uh, they did that in Kick-Ass 2, I think, too, where... Uh, the bad guy calls like all, gives racial stereotypes to all his uh, super super villain team, and like, can you not call me like uh, <laughs> which uh, kamikaze because I'm Asian? <laughs> yeah, because it's like well, that, that is actually that, that is a nice thing to bring up. Like that was more sensitive in a Malar book than I would would think it would be. And it's nice, nice yeah. to see Shonda Bond villain names kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, and then um, so the guy at the glasses talks to another secret agent about how well everyone's doing in the training exercises and stuff and that gary like gets top notch marks and identifying okay, people it's it's bullshit he gets like record-breaking marks and he's leagues above everybody else mm-hmm. and like if these guys have been training their whole lives like i don't know if yeah. i buy that because they're like his street smarts give him an advantage like i don't know about that this at like most ideas this at like 10 percent could be effective. The idea, because, like, when they drop him in the, in the city, and he has to, like, uh, uh, move his way around the city to try to find information, stuff like that, you could make a really good story where his street smarts are more beneficial than their, their Ivy League experience. But he's better in every possible way than it, all of them. Except in social interactions, which is, like, kind of confusing, because it's like, why would he be, like, really lacking... I well, know. I think it's like high class social interaction. And, and yeah. that, that's, that's one of the yeah. biggest disappointments of this film. Uh, this film. I can try to film. But this book, and, and even the movie doesn't do this enough justice because uh, the idea is he, in the end, is conforming to wealthy elite's idea of class. Mm-hmm. Where I think it would be more interesting if he was more like the YOLO swag, I'm rich kind of. And he added that to their spy. Oh, ring. yeah. Think, so so yeah. it's like they, they mix rather than he needs to go up to their standard. Yeah. Especially since in the book they say, don't change who you are, Exit. Don't change who you are. And then he changes who he is to become the classy gentleman. Mm. And that, I, that's why I feel like those speeches, even though they're nuanced, but when they're like, just be like us yeah. and it'll be better. Like at the end, that is what is better. Like that works. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. had to pull himself up by his bootstraps. Yes. So while this is going on, he uh, they send Gary on a mission to kill a, a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, it's a random drug bust, and they, it's, it's a drug bust to make it seem like a, so it can seem like a drug bust gone bad to. The yeah, authorities. which is which is where we get some of, like the the depth of where Gary's like, I don't want to do this because like these people still have like mums and dads, and they're they're trying to make money basically because he's seen it on the streets, and his yeah. boy's like, whatever, like they're they're monsters, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, and then and then he doesn't pull his gun until his, his, his buddy takes out his gun willy nilly and shoots two people, and then his buddy gets shot. So he has to take a gun to save his friend, so he does it to protect someone else rather than oh, I kill some of the fuckers. Fuck you all. Fuck you. Yeah, and also brings into like the question of like, what about the morality of this like secret agency that has literally no like police force? Like they have no checks and balances against them. They can just go and kill whoever they think are drug dealers. But that doesn't go anywhere. Actually, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Well, he gets his his dad's, I mean, his uncle's car tuned up. His buddy who's helping, like, the guy that he, like, saved by killing other drug dealers is, like, starting to warm up to him a little bit yeah. while they work on the car. And then this is the scene we're hinting at, the scene where he, they have to uh, impress women, and everyone's like, I'm classy British guy, hello, let chaps. And he's like, yo, yo, baby, how, you want to go suck face? And, every, and everyone's like, ew. And, uh, even and he, his- they all show up in suits, and he shows up in, like, you know, like a hoodie and jeans. Yeah. Yeah, and they're trying to use pickup artistry on them, which was a, such a stupid scene because it's like, all right, you have to, you have to, like, uh, do one. You have to put they're them telling down. Them, they're they're telling them to neg them. Yep. And it's pretty gross. It's funny because the movie actually play, plays on this idea where he he starts negging them, and then the the, the female spy is like, he's negging you. It's a trick. Don't fall for something like that. They actually found <laughs> that in the movie. But one thing that is surprising about this book is he negs all these women and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as he started doing that, I expected it to like really work because of how Mark Millar writes women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it it doesn't work. It, even yeah. when he he says evening ladies and like don't even think about it, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah. His friends are talking about him and oh shit, I forgot to mention that st- this is the thing that bothered me the most out of this entire book. It might be the dumbest thing to complain about. It probably is actually. Is it the say it say it. No, it, it's about the rating. that They get points for doing things. He said, um, dancing with them is one point, buying you drinks is two, open mouth kissing is three, and taking them home and banging them is a ten. And my thing I was like blown away by is that having the woman buy him a drink is a two? Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, think, they I don't think Mark Millar thought it was racism that much. And to, to really maximize points here, you just want to dance with everyone in the club. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if if if, if Exy was so street smart, he would just not. Yeah, like things. one guy brings on one woman, but he dances with every girl in the club, <laughs> yeah. and it's like boom. So th- I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, that's that's how you win that game. <laughs> it's how you win. You min max your sexism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they end up like um just bashing him to two of his his buddies, where it's like how bad he even the buddy is that the at... buddy that saved his, that his life. Saved. Not in a mean way. They're just like they're just like like he got Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden mixed up this afternoon. <laughs> and they're basically just saying like yeah he's like good with guns and stuff but like he can never be a spy he has no class he's just this like and they say it's smart. not his fault he just has an opportunities we've had but like he you know he just doesn't really belong and it's like not his fault but he can get he's gonna get hurt mm-hmm. they're like pretty patronizing about it they are yeah. they're just like jack, they're jack london they patronize but like they're not wrong <laughs> yeah i i guess it's not like in a mark millar way where they're like what a piece of shit he's gonna get his dick cut off <laughs> yeah everyone in the previous book all his friends were like He's gonna fail. Fuck him. All his friends uh, that he got in the car uh, ride with, mm-hmm. uh, his obviously the stepdad. They're all like, he's gonna fail. He's a fucking loser. Fucking toss a piece of shit. But these guys aren't like that. They're just like he just he just uh, he won't get it. So like there are some Mark Millar characters in here, mm-hmm. but these guys are not like that. Like, are right? you telling me if one of your coworkers mixed up Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden, <laughs> you wouldn't tell someone else and be like? I, I like them, but, like, come on. Like, yeah. But they're from I, England. They don't care as much as us, right? <laughs> and, and and this is relevant because they have their mics on the entire time. Exy yeah. hears it and uh, decides to lash out. In yeah, his own and, way. He, and he goes and he steals his Uncle Jack's car and drives it to his old friends in the hood. 
And he's yeah. like, hey, check this out, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say it's very telling to me that um, we're only on issue four of six and we're, we've already gone for like 40 minutes because there's actually interesting things to talk about in this. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. like all the other Mark Miller books were like, I don't know, there's a bunch of gore and cooking and then, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's dumb. It's because Matthew Vaughn co-wrote it for sure. Yeah. Thankfully, we're not done with the cooking. Yeah, thankfully. Thank God. Well, I was actually, I guess I like this more because I didn't even make the connection that that was cucking later on. And like, I was just like, oh, this is just, you know, like, like it didn't, I had, we'll get to it. It's a plot necessary cucking. It's not cucking just (laughs) because, just for sake of cucking. Yeah, exactly. And all those myths where the guy's like about to die saying, I fucked your wife and they die. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's why I didn't like, it didn't stand out because it actually had a plot purpose. But anyway. Anyway. Um, so uh, it starts with Jack sitting down with Gary being like, why the fuck did you steal my car? And then it goes through the chase scene where they were running for the cops. Yeah. Running for the cops. He he was trying to use an oil slick button, but he hit the rocket launcher button or something. Yeah. And it caused a lot of property damage. And he's like, I'm trying to give you these, these opportunities and you just are fucking it all up. And, uh, Gary says it's because they fucking laughed at me. Like, uh, even the nice ones, my friends, uh, they're laughing about my accent, my clothes, the way I look. I just don't want to have to do this. And then, and I like the, I actually like this section. I like I, this line a lot. Yeah, he says, I don't want to go back to the States and I don't want to live on benefits. But it's the only place I don't get the piss taken at me for being poor, Uncle Jack. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot where he's trying to better himself and everyone's still treating him like shit and looking down on him. And he's like, at least when I was poor, I like felt like shit about it, he but nobody in. else was punching down. Yeah. 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 And Jack does get this and he, he, and he does try to tell him too, like, Hey, you see, like I like look at all these newspapers on the wall. This is from all the times I saved the world, and I'm not doing it for fame and fortune. And, but, but you no. know that none of the newspapers actually say what the, but what he did. They all say like, "Oh, man, somebody got married," and he's like, "You see, I did this thankless job." Uh, now asylum if you're gay. <laughs> yeah. they must be free to go to Kylie concerts and drink multicolored cocktails, says Judge. Oh, because she's actually <laughs> photos from actual newspapers. It's the newspapers from after the day that Jack yeah. saved the world to show it's like how many times he saved it, and like yeah. no one's had to thank him, but he's done a job that has had an actual like physical impact. Helping other people is the only thing that matters. Public service is what gives a man real value. We should mention, like we're saying, Harry the Nazi and all these things. I think these are real articles because they, they're photos of uh, Sun articles. Yep. They do look like real articles from yes. like, the yeah. Sun and stuff. Yeah. So, like, so I'll yeah. look up Now Asylum if you're gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, will you come back if you'll be my apprentice? And he's like, I guess I will. And then he gasses him and then <laughs> drops him naked in the middle of Columbia or something. Yeah. And he's like, you have 24 hours to get back to England or you're, you're out of the program. And the thing that I like about this is he says, like, I thought you were going to take me in a ring. He's like, yeah, but everybody else still thinks you're an asshole. So you, I have to prove that you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they tell him, here's an address with plane tickets at this house. And the plane leaves tonight. So you have 24 hours. Go get those plane tickets. Get up to the airport and come home. And uh, some cop comes over to him and starts speaking Spanish to him. And he doesn't understand any Spanish. So he punches him in the face, steals the cop The car. cop asks him, is he naked because he's gay? Which is another yeah. good just jabbing at gays. Yeah, but, uh, but to be fair, it's in Spanish, so only if you know Spanish do you know he's saying that. He says, to una cosa gay? <laughs> <laughs> you could be homophobic if it's in another language. <laughs> well, it's coming culture. Daryl, don't be... Whatever the term is for being in cultures. Oh, you're right. This is, this is a necessary critique of the Colombian police homophobia. Yeah, this is cultural relativism at its best. He does say, una cosa gay, you can guess what he's saying. He's saying yeah. that. And so... He goes to the address dressed as a cop, being like, okay, I'll get, uh, 
Jack says it's a local businessman's uh, house. And, you know, of course, local businessman in Columbia means a drug lord. So as he shows up, they just start shooting at him. And the cop in the back is like, what the fuck are you doing? This is a big drug baron. Like, you can't just go here. So I guess the MI5 or whatever, the spy agency put <laughs> plane tickets in this guy's house for mm-hmm. him to yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> they're super spies. <laughs> they are super spies. They're not going to stop him because the FBI wants him. They're just going to put tickets in his house. <laughs> Um, well, we know that they're, like, very unethical already. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh, Gary's like, hey, wait a second. Do you have any machine guns in the car? And, he's, and the cop's like, of course I do. It's Columbia. So then he just <laughs> kills every drug dealer in the... In one page. Except the Baron. One, yeah, one page. In one page. That's one thing I... Like, one, another thing that Mark, Matthew Vaughn uh, does better than, than Mark Millar is he can actually write action scenes. And it's, it's, it's funny because uh, the scene before with the cop, it actually shows how Wesley... Not Wesley. Wesley <laughs> Wanted, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary uh, is resourceful because when he punches the cop, uh, no one expected him to do that. But he says, like, the cop has, uh, I, I can take his navigation equipment and use that to find where the, the place is. Yep, and, like, and oh, I put you, my you, sirens on. I, I can walk well, it stopped. And yeah, like but that. then this scene, he's just like, how do I solve this problem? I shoot everyone. That's his yeah. Point. And then you, we go, to, we cut to England, and they're like, he's not going to make it. You're an idiot for trusting him. And he's like, he'll make it. And they're like, he's not on. He wasn't on the plane that took off. And he's like, maybe he's using an alias. And then a plane lands, and it's the drug baron's private jet, and he gets off with it, and he's like, see ya. And they're like, great. So Jack is like, he's in the, or Gary's in the program officially again, and Jack teaches him how to dress like a fancy man. And I hate this, but I hate this, by the way, because he says, first of all, thematically, for the reason we mentioned, like, he's conforming to the mm-hmm. suit shit, but yeah. also now they look way too similar on the page. Yeah. I agree with that, yeah. too, yeah. Um, are you telling me that... He doesn't look fancy though. He fucking does, and suits are cool. Uh, he so also doesn't life. look like he's twenty years younger than this guy because they have the yeah, same level of wrinkles on their face when they're drawn. Yeah, but yeah. maybe that's critique on just once you become like a rich white guy, you're just <laughs> you're all the, the same. Crowd. Every rich white guy just ages to rich white guy status. <laughs> so he teaches them how to dress and get haircuts and things like that, and. Then, so we go back home for a little bit, and we see that the mom is setting up a, a welcome home party for Gary. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and the dad gets jealous and starts being a shit out of her. Yep. yep. Well, because she stands up, like, explicitly. Because he's like, what's her, what, is this supposed to make up for all the years you were a shitty mom? And she's like, oh, don't start. I've had enough of your rubbish. I'm not in the mood for this today. And he's like, yeah. what'd you fucking say to me? And that's the first time that she hasn't, like, now, now, like, she actually says, like, fuck you. Yeah, and then it cuts to now Gary's going home and dressed in a suit and he has a bouquet of flowers for his mom and everyone's like commenting on how sharp he looks and it's like it shows that he's more confident and he's still like Gary on the inside. But when he gets inside, his mom has a black eye. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, he goes to find the stepdad. Mm -hmm. And one thing that stood out to me is like kind of a really sad moment is he's like, did he hit you? And she's like, we hit each other. I gave as good as I got. Mm -hmm. And that's a very common thing. And it's not, we see him and it's not true at all. Yep. But like, but that is a bit that people say like, uh, no, like, no, it's it's a good touch, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying like that is a nice touch to show mm-hmm. like yeah. how that even though it's not defensive. her fault at all, yeah. she's defensive about it. We yeah. talked about this in, in Ultimates, but like, Mar- Marvel is the only thing he's good at is writing is abusive relationships because <laughs> it is very common when a relationship is abusive, it, it degrades both both people's behavior. Like the the wife will because uh, uh, violence becomes a standard part of the relationship. So yeah. So like it, it it is likely that she might hit him back, but obviously it's like Hank Pym versus Janet. You could tell which one's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, as an aside, uh, the or- the spy organization finds out that it's James Arnold, 
and they want Jack to infiltrate because they're like, yeah. who else would kidnap Mark Hamill, Tony Robbins, uh, the Bowser and- Galactica crew? Yeah, and, and Hanna-Barbera animators. Yeah. And when we say, uh, when I says Bill Gates, like, it is, like, a very, like, Elfie Lee tech kind of guy, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. very dirty, and... Uh, he's yeah, he's like, very I Silicon Valley. He's he a made, like, cell phone phones. entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. the issue next to show up is up with him be the shadow of his stepdad, and I actually like to, I like to see a lot... I wish they had it in the movie. The movie, they, he, the dad never gets his comeuppance. <laughs> uh, but uh, here, he just beats the shit out of his dad, and then uh, his dad's friend Shrub saying, we're, too, we're sick of you uh, mouthing off to your stepdad. We're going to show you some respect. He does have a good line of when <laughs> Gary's like, I'm going to fight you, and he's like, what? You're going to smack me in the knees with your balls? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, go to hell. <laughs> that's, that's a very good Cockney line. Very, very authentic Cockney kind of insult. <laughs> what? You're going to Smack me in the knees of your fucking balls, mate. <laughs> but um, so then they're like, we're gonna beat the shit out of you. We're gonna teach them respect, which I also like. It's a very nice touch. A lot of these uh, people who are shitheads, uh, they feel like the world owes them respect. Defending like, the shithead yeah. honor from this guy yeah. in a suit. It's like Trump, yeah. like Trump people. Trump people want everyone to respect uh, them. Like, like, cause what happens is then Gary's like outmatched, so he just pulls out something that like it's a neural disruptor and it gives them yeah. the effects of a minor stroke. So there's they're standing there in pain and he just yeah. takes a a pool cue and just starts. Uh, or yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that either. I'm like, uh, what kind of? He's like, respect's got to be earned. Is this how you earn it? Like, yeah. This also, is, this there's is, a I... big jar that goes to charity that he smashes, so all the money goes all over. That's yeah, like he, just he, shitty. Yeah, I don't like how he does that either. Uh, like, I wish he just beat the shit out of them. Like, because it it's literally did. him using his like money and resources to beat up yes. these guys with nothing. When he fights his stepdad, it's a lot more balanced because that's one on one, and he just beats the shit out of him. And he's like, you're nothing to me now. And, like, you could make a case that he is showing them what it's like to be the helpless one being preyed on. Yeah, which isn't, like, that they are, as, as like, it's poor people, they are that already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's making them the victims. It's punching down now, it feels like. Because now he's above them. Yeah. And, and he's like, uh, you respect me now, big Billy? You respect me technology to make you paralyzed? Like, yeah, and then, the and then he pulls out a gun and points at a septa and says, I have a license that will let me kill you. Never mess yeah. with me again. And he says, leave my mom alone, too. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I, 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 I like that there's a comeuppance, but I don't like the way he went about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yes. the cops show up and they're like, uh, what the hell's going on? He's like, don't worry, I have my fucking get out of jail free card. And they're like, yeah. what? They're giving it to fucking anyone these days? <laughs> yeah. Because they probably arrested this guy a million times. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and, and now I like another scene I really like. He gives his mom his mom a new uh, Gary gives his mom a new house, and it's like mm-hmm. a nice. Uh, well, loft. she basically just has like a nice apartment. Yeah, and, like it's and not like she has like some mansion or whatever. It's mansion, just like yeah. a nice loft. Yeah. 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 And I like, and she's like, she's like, uh, she's like, I don't deserve this. Like, how can we afford this? And he's just like, okay, I'll take care of it. Me and me and my uncle will both pay for it. I thought, like, this is a scene that would not happen in any other Marvel Life story. A, happy, a character just having a happy ending. It's basically. the best scene in the the whole book and stuff because it's yeah. like it's it's actual genuine human emotion and commitment to one another. Where it's like, it's also Uncle Jack helped to open a special bank account with Gary for the yeah. mom. So it's like it's a turning around. It's, it's Gary wanting to do what he always wanted to do for his mom and his little brother which was give yeah. them a life that was better and now uncle jack trying to like redeem his yeah, make up for not for, for, for yeah for it's so very long. sweet the thing that i really like about it too is the tour that he gives is very much like the stuff he's pointing out is very something from like a lower class that's moved up to the middle would point out like he's like yeah. you know i'm sorry that the sofa's secondhand but the washing machine's new the microwave's new mm-hmm. and look we got new knives and forks like that's something like a rich person wouldn't think to point out 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the little kid is like excited because his bed has a slide now instead of just a ladder, mm-hmm. and that's like a little cute little uh, touch yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a very like you guys said a human relatable scene. I like specifically with that that Gary says I I always wanted one of these as a kid because he's clearly like trying to give his little brother the childhood that he never had. Yeah, and so so now uh, we got to Bill Gates. He's talking about his master plan with Gazelle, mm-hmm. well wearing an alien shirt. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's 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 going to meet Ridley Scott here because <laughs> yeah. he's like I can't kidnap him. He's too like I can't. Such I a great he's director. so smart. He'll just trust me. He'll believe me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, his plan is to have everyone kill each all the poor people basically kill each, kill each other, while uh, uh, he protects all the his nerd friends. He wants to kill the population down to a billion. So yeah, he's like, we're at, we're at like seven billion now or whatever. Well, yeah. we get this in an ex- exposition dump later. Yeah, yeah, but but, but, but my, we maybe basically explain yeah, this. Yeah, might yeah. We just tie it up. But the way it's the way it's done in the book is so weird, though. The way it's done is also like I think I figured it out like after book after book one I figured it out and they kept yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so like it's another thing they drag it out too long. Uh, we cut to Jack and his uncle. They're, they're on a mission to find out more about it. So now here's a cooking scene, and like we said, it's plot related because he's go. Uh, Jack London is going to fuck Bill Gates' wife. And he even says, like, these rich guys, they're always bad and bad. And they're, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's so easy to seduce their girlfriends. Yeah, because they're so sexually frustrated because all the boyfriend, all the rich guys do is, like, care about world domination while the women just yeah. want to be pleasured. Yeah, they're workaholics. They work a wife. <laughs> yeah. and, they have, and the wives aren't usually, they usually just sign, sign on to get a better better life. Or something. They're not signed mm-hmm. on to killing the world. So, like, they're, they're usually the mark you go for. You fuck them and you get the secrets to the master plan. And the, the way this is framed, it's so, like, this woman does not exist outside of how the man treats her and how like how what his personality's like the, 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 the problem the, the thing is it makes sense it's it is what happens a lot of times like uh, in these the, movies at least the movies are parroting like i i get that but like if there was a female character in this book exactly if it was a better scene if she was a character outside of this the woman exists outside of the sexist stereotypes it would justify sexist stereotypes a bit more that's what I'm saying is like there, there there is not a there's only like two women in this whole book. One is his mom who is only exists in the way she's treated by her husband and yeah. by Gary and yeah. then this girlfriend who is yeah. just an extension of that. And that's one thing I like a lot more about the movie is there's a lot more diversity, there's a lot more different races represented and there's a lot more women in it. Like yeah. he has in the movie he has a counter agent that is a woman that's training with him that's a lot like to me that's a lot more interesting mm. yeah whereas here like uh jack seduces the girlfriend and this is when we get the exposition dump with uh nudity every other frame just in case you're getting bored of reading text <laughs> yeah while she's expositing yeah we just get to see her boobs that's a very common weird. thing in uh fiction nowadays if you want if you have a bunch of exposition just have a naked check on the yeah. panel thanks game of thrones <laughs> And she says it's going to be cell phones. He's going to have in his telecommunications. He's going to have radio waves, which is a plot of a Stephen King novel called Cell, where radio waves make everyone go crazy. <laughs> oh, also one thing I want to point out: I was surprised because I wasn't sure that Mark Millar knew what a, what Cunnilingus was, but apparently he does. <laughs> <laughs> that was just surprising to me. 
And here's, a, and here's another good twist because uh, it happens like out of nowhere. Jack London uh, goes to answer the door because they think the champagne's coming and it's actually Gazelle just shooting in the face. <laughs> and now uh, they, they grab the wife and Bill, and Bill Gates is basically like, oh, like, why are you doing this again? Like, you fucked another wife guy again? God damn it. I we agreed Dubai for- was the last time, which specifically makes it cucking when he knows she's cheating but stays yes, with her. Yes, <laughs> it is cucking. It's not just cheating. It's yeah, cucking. <laughs> which is an important clarification. <laughs> And this is what I mean when when this keeps the twist going really well because I was getting a little bit out of it because it resolved uh, Gary's arc with Mm -hmm. him helping his 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 mom and now he's you know now he's an agent Mm -hmm. but now um, Jack London dies so now it's up to Gary to save the world by himself basically and this is the only panel when we see Jack's dead body this is the only one with like viscera like you see like his brains and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah the only gory scene really yeah yeah because standards. Yeah, but, like, I feel like here it's more earned because this is, like, one of our major characters. Yeah. So, like, you can... It kind of, like, it resonates more also than shows just you, the usual. Yeah, it shows you that yeah, he's dead, dead, which is sometimes the, the important point of violence is to be, like, this person is, like, gone. They're, yeah. They no longer... They cease to be. This isn't yeah. some comic book bullshit where he was, you know... Yeah. Although... Back at the end. He did die in a very, like... <laughs> an elegant way where it's just like oh let me go answer the door yeah no. I, I thought for for super spies it's like yeah like you hear you... someone knock at a door of like you, when you're banging a super villain's wife <laughs> yeah it's pretty like a rookie mistake but then i guess it, it goes rookie with, like, mistake it, it, it's like <laughs> it goes with the beginning too where like that guy just died from yeah this shows like it shows there's some great grit to this universe in some way. Like everyone's both five of them and... die from their ego. Yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 their guard gets let down. Like they think that we we got it. Like he, he as he's going to answer the door, he's like, "We saw the problem. We're gonna kill your husband. Don't worry, <laughs> we got this." And then oh, also one other thing that made me very uncomfortable is while he had sex with that woman, he was making Gary watch through their like spy glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot. It's like especially problematic. Which <laughs> is weird as hell. Yeah, that's a very Millar touch. Like, haha, he had to watch his uncle bang a woman. Gary goes back to the base, and he's mourning his his dead uncle, and instructor slash like gadget guy, the guy with the glasses that has been there since the beginning. Let's have a toast, uh, and then he's like, uh, "I'm I'm working for uh, Arnold, uh, Bill Gates guy. We wanted to recruit Jack, but now he's dead. So we're going to recruit you. Uh, we're uh, I've tried to say the world for so many to- so many years." Now uh, I'm like fuck it, let's just kill everyone too. No, because so. he says we're fighting a losing battle this way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if this is the only way to actually start a new world, if if we kill most of the people and we keep the greatest intellectuals alive, then you know the world will be better after this. Yeah, and then the, the guy's like, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Gary says, uh, "Fuck off, I'm not interested." Yeah, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, you feel that way. I'm gonna kill you now." He presses the button to activate the poison that was in the drink, mm-hmm. and. Gary's like, fuck you, fucking idiot. You taught me how to swatch a problem drinks like day one. You're, you drank the poison, you idiot, and the guy dies. Daryl, so you know, this guy's played by Michael Caine in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't figure out when he could have possibly That's what I did, because he said that. And I looked up, because I'm like, okay, there has to be like some kind of like this reference. They're holding drinks at time. They're never he, not holding he, drinks. Yeah. yeah. The guy at the he glasses it to makes him. the drinks. <laughs> and then hands it to him, and they both, standing opposite from each other, <laughs> facing each other, drink it together. So it's Holding like, the drinks. It's not like they're on the table and he's, they swapped around. They're I was like, drinks. Why, why Why? not, if you're going to include that as a plot point, have some subtle, like, it doesn't have to be that crazy. Just show them both on the table so they this could have This scene is done stuff. way better than the yeah, movie. Yeah, in, in the movie yeah. they show, like, he's like, they, uh, what's that over there? And uh, the guy swaps it. It's kind of <laughs> comical, but it happens that way. Yeah. 
So uh, the, it's important that the as he's dying, Glasses guy is like, the, you'll never know who to trust. That people at the highest levels are in on this. So then uh, Gary's like, I guess I'll go to the bottom, and he asks all his like recruits to yeah. join. I him. like that a lot. I think yeah. that's a cool. Yeah, touch. I like that touch. And I, I like that the whole the, all the younger recruits are now going to save the day. So they're going to the base. Uh, meanwhile, another guy's trying to uh, go in the giant hotter balloon to destroy the satellites. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I think it's a cool thing, but they did not like. I was trying to think: was this a guy that they showed earlier in the? Was no. this like the? That, don't that's one huge problem. The story is the other character. The other characters are not well established. That, they should have uh, done like there was a guy that Gary scored second just to this guy, who's like the world's yeah. best sniper that can snipe miles away. Hey, yeah. guess what happens in the movie? Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say uh, another thing the movie does better is have other characters in the recruit yeah. program. Okay, the other characters yeah. are, more, are more developed. The only character that gets developed is this guy who he his life he saves in a drug bust. That's the only character who gets defined really. I don't even remember yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah, Nick. Uh, so then they go to uh, on the plane to the base, and they all jump out. They start killing a bunch of motherfuckers. They crash the plane into the building as they jump out. The plane kills people. Everyone starts dying. Uh, and I, and I'm and I'm actually jumping over it, but there's not much nuance to it. Uh, like it's a I lot said, of fighting. Mark Miller's yeah. not that great at fight scenes. Uh, but there was one good scene where Gazelle is like disarming. Yeah, Gazelle's oh, Gazelle, fight. importantly, is a uh, an ex-Secret yes. Service guy. He was a super spy who, once he got injured and lost his legs, he got recruited by um, yeah. Arnold. Yeah, so as he's fighting Gary, he's like, I've seen this shit a million times. He just basically keeps disarming Gary and takes out like his gas glove, his uh, stun grenades, a dark firing watch, and the cyanate uh, pike. And the funny thing is, like, the whole thing is supposed to set up like, oh, um, uh, how's Gary going to take this out? And Gary just... Takes out a pen knife, a pen laser, and lasers him, saying, "Oh, here's the thing: you, you weren't around before they created, and that, that's how he solves him." Like, it's so dumb because it's like he lets him pull it out, uh, an unknown device, and he's like, "Well, oh, just use it." I don't no, care. he thinks like, he thinks it's a pen knife. He's wrong. He's like, "What now? A pen knife? Like, seriously, you're coming at me with a knife?" Which is like, uh, it makes sense. What's dumb is he gets all of his limbs yes, shot out with the laser. So he's on the ground. He goes, "Holy shit! Is that new?" It's so dumb. <laughs> And Gary goes, shut up! And he yeah, shoots him in the head. There's no good comeback. Over. Gary gives no good comebacks in the story at all. He just says, shut the fuck up. And he kills him. And <laughs> Which it's I so kind of like. It's so, no, I, well, it's just there. weird. Like, imagine being shot, and you're like, wait, what is that gun you used to blow me away? Because <laughs> imagine a James Bond movie where all the villains set up one-liners, and he just goes, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, funny. Uh, you guys were complaining about no women. Uh, the girlfriend actually takes out a gun out and goes to Bill Gates and is like, I'm not going to let you do this. And then uh, Bill Gates is like, hey, Cyclops, his one-eyed uh, bodyguard, and he shoots her. And he's yeah. like, I wish you would have called me Cyclops, by the way. And he's like, whatever. Go do your job, Cyclops. But yeah, she, to be, she does rebel at the last minute and die for it. So mm-hmm. she had an act of uh, her own volition to save the world. But it's too uh, late yeah, because but... the countdown completes and the satellite, the guy that's supposed to snipe the satellite... There's no satellite near there. They got like the wrong information, and the balloon pops. Yeah, and the balloon pops. Balloon pops because they're in the hot to And as he falls to space, to Earth from space, he goes shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's one thing I like better than the movie. Uh, the bad guy's like, "I won, you lost." Everyone's oh, like, kill I each hate other. this. I love it. Uh, he's like, "Everyone's gonna kill each other." And it turns out they, they hacked the server, and now everyone's gonna fuck each other. <laughs> and everyone in the world just starts fucking. No, I think they're just kissing. <laughs> No, they say like these. I think they fuck each. Other. I think they probably they're gonna fuck each other. They have to fuck each other. There's there's a lot of making out at least. Oh, it's true. And they do say this is gonna go on for 19 minutes. Yeah, so and there's I guess, there's like... people jumping up in one frame on a panel. It's women jumping on top of men. 
And there's right. two and there's two cops. There's two cops and one of them's like, I just can't help it, I'm so <laughs> fucking horny and the other cop's like, Me too, and then they make out. It's weird. But that's why that's why I like it. It's like it's, it's such an Edge Lord fuck you kind of moment, but it's, it's a good Edge Lord fuck you moment because he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna solve the population crisis by killing a lot of people. It's like, no, I'm gonna make everyone fucking create more people. Fuck you, villain. I'll do fuck I, you. I recognize that it's funny, but it's just so gross to me, like Cause I had like, cause you know I'm afraid of intimacy, but also because like that's like it's so. And they show they show dogs fucking. <laughs> the whole planet is like, what if they all were forced to fuck each other? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of getting forced to be forced to kill each other, they all I'll get horny. I For me, I I had a fill thing where I'm like, I don't think that's how the brain works. I don't think you like <laughs> fucking and like murdering are the same part of the brain that you just tilt a like a button towards one end and you murder everyone and you tilt it towards the other and you have sex with everyone i think i'm thinking way too much about it i think the idea is just that everyone's fucking like, well they, and they specifically say like what receptor in the brain is it's like the r receptor <laughs> i don't know I'm, i just i just think it's a fucking yeah r joke. for rage and for reproduction you know okay and, and then i like where uh, if it was a good, it, it done better i don't know I, I just it feels so lazy like i feel like if another writer wrote this it'll be done better because he's a guy he's a gun to Bill Gates' head and he's like, This is for Jack London. And Bill Gates is like, Who? And Gary just in the face saying, Fuck you. Like, it's, it's <laughs> he never realized the like, guy that slept with his uh, girlfriend was a, a spy agent. Yeah, he thought he was just like another fling. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like him getting shot like that. But then he's just like, Fuck you. Like, uh, I don't know. You could have done I liked more. that one out of all the fuck yous. <laughs> <laughs> the myriad of fuck yous. <laughs> And then it ends with uh, uh, a letter from Jack saying, if you read this, I'm dead. Always be true to yourself. Even though now you're wearing a suit and acting like a uh, proper gentleman. One thing that I do like is he said, this is, I write these letters every month with my updated will in case I die. And this is the first time I've written a letter to somebody and not just to the government. Hmm. Like, and, nice. and you know what? Mm-hmm. He's like, it, it, you're right that he's going like wearing a suit and stuff, and it's like he's not being true to himself. But I think he still is true to a lot of his character. His attitude—that's his attitude still fuck you. But I just wish he was—he uh, didn't start dressing differently. Mm. To but I yeah, do think fair. one of the things too is because he got his mom that like regular apartment and not like a mansion. Like I do think he's still there is still some of that old roots in there. He's not like totally yeah. abandoning the working class. I, I, I just I just because usually the people who who come out of, like the stories where people come out of the uh, ghetto I guess and change they usually still keep true to their own the roots the roots and like they still dress the same way and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, true. And actually the last line of dialogue he gets is the guard saying, "Hey, have you heard the cricket score?" and he's like, "Oh, very disappointed, but excellent for the West Indies." Yeah, it's like you it's... never watched cricket, you motherfucker. Yeah, so, so I was I was I was shitting on the the fuck yous, but maybe that's why the fuck yous didn't ring true for me because he's changing himself so other ways. Mm-hmm. If he was saying fuck you while being like, "Yo, yo, swag, fuck you." I'll <laughs> I'll be okay a bit more, but it seems weird cuz it seems like a confused message to me. He's code switching. Also, also yeah. the it ends with um Gary repeating that helping other people is the only thing that matters. Public service is what gives man real value which is like the most positive message to ever come out of a Millar book I've ever yes, seen in my life yeah. and it ends with him being a secret agent uh, and the boss is like trouble in Moscow and it's like a, yeah. a, a, a fun mission so yeah. that ends the story so, yeah. so did you guys what, what is for, for Edgelord August we have was this good good bad or bad good good yeah, yeah. good like, Guess on the scale of Edgelord books, I'd say this is definitely 
on that top. It's hard tier. because yeah, like, it's not my fucking favorite comic I've ever read. But it's like <laughs> yeah. it's, for 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 Edgelord books, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think of it though. Really, it's like a super Edgelord book. It's like it's, yeah, it's, it's not as edgelordy as I remembered. It had moments yeah. in it, like the undercurrent of it wasn't Edgelord. Edgelord would have been, I need to destroy the Secret Service because fuck the man. Yeah, I don't know. It's, he does yell "fuck you" and then make the whole world fuck each other. <laughs> yeah, like it is. It is. I would say it's also like a remake of Wanted, but less Edge Lordy. It's like a, it's like a more uh, mainstream version. Of it's Wanted. like it's like Edge Rook or Edge Bishop. It's not quite an Edge Lord. Yeah, exactly. Edge Rook. <laughs> it's, it's the edge, Duke of it's Edge. A knight. It's a knight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, so I think we can wrap it up. Yes. Here. So thank you guys for listening uh, to Divisive Issues. If you want more. Like we talked a lot about wanted in our Discord, we, you can we have custom emojis like the wanted guy Wesley, cool. And you should join and talk to us about Edzord stuff and what you'd like to hear, you know, for future episodes. And also join our Facebook group, Oops, I talked about issues, and check out the Flying Machine Network, like the the flagship show. And it is a new month, so there's a new Patreon one. But yeah, check out all that stuff at flyingmachine.network. Oh, and I forgot to mention it last time, but it was in the show notes. Sly and I were just on They See Me Rolling, so come listen to us play Fiasco on an actual play podcast. And it's really fun. Sly does a lot of great voices like he did in this episode, all the Cockney voices. <laughs> yeah, so and if you it... want to see us rolling, go listen to They See Day rolling. <laughs> no, They See Me. Days. Someone's yes. being rolling and someone's seeing it. <laughs> someone's seeing and someone's rolling, but yes, it's They See Me Rolling. Uh... And it's a great podcast, even the episodes we're not on. But yeah, so that's all I got. Thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been fucking the world. I've been the Kennedy assassination of ruining childhoods. I've seen all this shit a million times before. Wait, what's that? Oh, man, fuck, that's cool. And I've been fuck you. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine. But yeah, so that's all I got. Take us away, boys. Just uh, thank lying. you all for thank you. All, uh, fuck you, fucked me up. Uh, thank you all for watching Divisive Issues. Watching, watching. Uh, thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been uh, fucking the world. And shit, what am I? What am what I? Am I? What, what am I? I've been fuck you.